0: We are back with a new episode of Earth 894 Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, but just like every week in every edition of a comic book, there's always a new appearance or something new in store, sometimes an origin story, or sometimes just a flash and a panel, and then 45 years later, then that person comes into play, and then, you know, the rest is history. Anyways... I am Devin Stone. I am one of the co-hosts here at Earth894, but I am always joined every week with one of the members. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you know it's going to be a great episode as we're talking about a serious discussion because we're getting all the laughs and giggles all the way. Because the person you're hearing right now is none other than the only Louis Tonarini.
1: What are you even talking about? <laughs> oh my goodness. I mention oh. I have ADHD. You do. And you just, that was hilarious. You were Thank just you. going like a, a, an origin story or 45 years. You, none of us are even close to 45 years. That was hilarious. I appreciate that out of you. No problem, man. Good to hear you. Good to see you. But wait, there's more. What could it be?
0: <laughs> You've heard us reference this gentleman plenty of times in our MCU for Yous, to trivias, to would you rather suggest anything out there that adds to the discussion? But We have a great friend of the podcast here who goes to every time we see a new MCU film or anything Marvel related in theater, opening night, he's always there in the row with us. So making his uh, official episode, not just bonus episode debut, is the one and only Richard Parker.
1: Porter. How the f*** do I mess up every time?
2: (laughs) Dude, I wish my last name was Parker. That'd be sick. I'm not going to edit that out. How's it going? Richard
0: Porter, Welcome.
2: (laughs) How's it going, man?
0: Not too bad, man. Glad Sorry to be about here. I feel like I stepped up from, like, the G League into the actual <laughs> NBA with this one. So, guys, this is the first time we're having uh, three co-hosts on this podcast in the main show, not one of our bonus episodes, interviews, or anything like that. So it's going to be really excited. Uh, I'm going to be really excited as we go along here because we're focusing on today's topic of Civil War. What does that mean? We'll get to there. We'll get to there. So for the first time, I want to actually say this to... Uh, Two people at the same time. My favorite part of the show.
1: Your favorite part of the show.
0: MCU for you. So guys, how we want to break this out first, I gotta ask what it's been MCU for you. For those first time listening to the episode and in the podcast, this is where we like to just go around the room, talk about what's been marvelous in our day-to-day lives over the weekend. Maybe watch something cool, write a comic or something, or you just sat there and watched your son play with his favorite meow meow toy. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened, Louie.
1: I don't know. Is, this ha- is Hagrid your son and does he play with the cat? That's the meow meow toy.
0: Actually sometimes. Yeah. Oh.
1: Sometimes I like go
0: to reach for paw and then she'll be underneath him and he just pffs, slams her head straight down to the ground. I'll uh, well, get him treats, but you know, I love him. Um, how we start with you, Richard, what's been MCU for you?
2: So what's been MCU for me? Um, I canceled recently, but I had the Marvel Unlimited um, the comic mm-hmm. thing going on for a while. So I read one of the runs for Moon Knight, just to give myself a little background. Moon Knight? Moon Knight, as that date slowly approaches.
1: March 30th.
2: Um, and then other than that, I also, just today, I watched the Hawkeye assembled. Ooh. To get a little you know, background.
1: Last
0: episode or two weeks ago, whenever it was. I was bitching to Louie that they didn't have an assembled. I was like, where's my assembled? And then they snuck it in there. Yeah, it finally came out. It was good. I mean,
2: they're always they're short. I wish they, um, wish the assembled included like a blooper reel or something.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, because at the very end,
2: there's like, they kind of throw clips around right as it's ending, and it just feels like it'd be the perfect spot. Just maybe a little post credit blooper
0: reel. Yeah, it always feels like just like a victory lap where they always just talk about how great it was and great it was. And I mean, why wouldn't you? But the show's already out; we've already seen it. Just, just give us some, give some little extra, you know, off the top. Yeah, give us give laugh. me a little
2: some something, something,
0: you know, wet the palms a little. Well, that's awesome, man.
2: Yeah, it it was good. Um, going back to the Moon Knight thing, I read like I, there's so many comic runs. Me and Louie were talking about this the other day. How hard it is to figure out right which comic run to read. But I read one, it was like a seven comic run, and then it the authors left and different authors took over. So I just read the original seven. So mm-hmm. you know, I have like a little bit of background on Moon Knight, and that's probably what I'm most excited for coming up here
0: soon. Good stuff. Nice. I've been kind of thinking about doing the same because I uh, recently got a subscription again to Marvel Unlimited. But what I've been reading is the uh, Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye because I wanted to see how close it was to the actual show. And i uh, got to say, Hawkeye is... Uh, He's a guy he's a man you know he knows his way around the bow from what all the context and the remarks he's always making in this comic run it's very uh very interesting
2: yeah that was another one I was considering reading and just watching the assembled today they talk about it so much Ooh, perfect yeah so maybe I'll re-up my subscription to Marvel Unlimited and take a little peek at that one soon
0: well there you go well so Louis how about you what has been MCU for you my dude
1: Oh, so much, so very much, so very, very much. As you guys know, I collect Funko Pops. I keep telling myself I'm gonna stop, and then I don't. I, I just don't go-
2: have a problem. I don't have a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I just bought it in Baku because he's supposed to get a bi- a bigger role in uh, Black Panther, and I wanted to get him before he was a thousand dollars. He was only eight. I got a Blacklight Carnage for like 35 bucks, and that apparently goes for about 250 right now. So that was cool. I got, I got a Winter Soldier that Richard plans on stealing from me by the end of the night. You mean we got a Winter Soldier. <laughs> I mean we got a Winter Soldier. My lovely wife ordered me a Funko Pop for Christmas, and then it got delayed, and then it got delayed again. And then finally it just randomly showed up. And it's a uh, Spider-Man vampire... No, zombie hunter Spider-Man. So it's Spider-Man with the uh, Doctor Strange cloak on. I added him right up to my Spider-Man shelf with a a large Captain America mech strike on it. Other than that, Devin, you got us a subscription to Marvel Unlimited Comics. And I am overwhelmed to say the least. (laughs) I was like, well, I know what I want to read. And then I was like, I want to read absolute carnage like mm. that. That's going to be awesome. And so I typed in absolute carnage. And then they said, here is 7 billion comic books. Pick <laughs> one. And I'm just like, <sighs> and then I uh, listened. I, then I listened to comic story and do it instead because I'm trash. Can be overwhelming, man. But that's one thing
0: I've liked about this app is that you can pick characters and like big events, and it can it actually groups together the story and everything, which makes it a lot easier to comprehend and read. But it's still, I mean, just I mean that's just comics in general. The filing and ordering of stuff is just like I want to read Spider Man. Where do I start? And it's like here's a laundry list that's going to go on for for weeks, just trying to figure out where to actually begin. And a lot of it it comes down to personal preference, but it is at least easier to manage. I'll say with that app.
1: Yeah, I'm like a huge dummy, and I was like, I want to read Craven's Last Hunt.
0: Yeah, so that'd be a perfect one.
1: Which is one I'm of the that. one of the most uh, controversial Spider-Man runs. And then you click on Craven's Last Hunt, and then you, they, it gives you six comic books that aren't called Craven's Last Hunt that are just what it is. And I'm just like, this is confusing AF. And so, uh, yeah, I. Uh, I also don't have tons of time to sit and read comics as much as I would love. But, alas, here we are. Other than that, we got some new stickers, and I've been giving those out to everybody that I can think of.
2: It's just hard sitting across from you sometimes because your presence makes me want to laugh at certain <laughs> times. Just like you make a face or something. <laughs> something about
0: what somebody said there or just set me off, so I had to take a, take a moment. Oh, uh, no. No, 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 no. Louis will just... I'll be in the middle of something serious or like in the zone talking about something for the show while recording. And Louis will just pull out something either on his (laughs) phone or just a random pop or just, I don't know, a pen and just turns into like the most comedic thing ever. And just starts doing stuff like in front of the camera, like, Hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. I'm in the middle of talking. And I had to like, I always find when I'm recording, I see where the levels change and like, this is where he showed me a picture of, I don't know. He who remain. (laughs) Just stuff like that, you know? Conqueror. August, oh,
2: the, man. the opening of that podcast today, I didn't think it was as funny as he did, but he started laughing, and I just... That was it. I and do I it every off.
1: time. He just, he'll just he come on, and he'll start rambling, and I laugh every time. Anyways, Mr. Mister Devin, what has been MCU for you, friend? Well, yeah, aside from just uh, trying to read
0: some of the comics and everything, trying to get that better into a repertoire, I decided to actually watch a little bit of uh the spider-man uh 90s uh animated series while i was just like baking cooking like doing dishes in the the kitchen and stuff i started to start watching it
1: yeah how far are you into it i was actually on the craven episode oh
0: <laughs> uh, yeah
1: with his with his uh with his girlfriend doctor doctor or something yeah, yeah. dr lady
0: yeah um, yeah i,
1: I remember well, that episode she comes so, back part of
0: also what happened with me. So I was listening to an interview with Rob Liefeld, which if you don't know, he's the creator of Deadpool and totally charismatic guy. He just, he doesn't care what he says, not in the sense of like, he's a mean person, just as in like, he's like, oh yeah, that was a secret, but was, (laughs) it just tells you all the kind of behind the scenes stuff of like Deadpool from the X-Men origin stories to where they are now. And, some Dr. Strange stuff too. So it was actually really cool listening to that podcast. And so I would definitely recommend checking out Rob Liefeld's own podcast because literally he rambles and rambles and tells you some really cool stories. But I was listening to it and it just made me really think about like, like all of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Sometimes like, for example, just because of how successful Deadpool was with the movie and everything, there was a Disney exec that just, he would just casually have, you know, dinners with he comes down and tells him he's like hey thanks asshole but a more vulgar way it's like because of you that rights to like deadpool just doubled from like 500 million to a billion dollars when they're trying to like acquire fox and everything so it's kind of wild to think about just how an r-rated super villain just or uh superhero anti-hero vigilante I he's don't a, know. He's Deadpool. a hero.
1: He's not a superhero because he says that constantly in the movies, but I would classify him as a hero, a villain fights heroes and he doesn't do that. Right.
0: So, uh, yeah, so it was a good time. So I'm actually just trying to catch up on that, uh, series. Cause I actually never watched it as a kid. Believe it or not.
1: I'm on season two, neogenic nightmare episode like 12 or whatever.
0: So that kind of wraps it up for me. So, Let's get into, uh, before we get into the Silver World talk, I um, just want to give you guys a reminder. If you haven't already, on whatever your podcast or platform of choice that you listen to are, lovely discussions on on a weekly basis, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just to name some of the bigger ones. Give us a review. It only takes a couple seconds, but if you're on Spotify, you need to listen to at least like 20 to 30 seconds. It's the first time. And then uh, rate us one to five stars. You know, the more stars, the better, because then, you know, more people can find our show, and then we build our community a little bit bigger as we continue to grow. So take a quick second to uh, smash that like button. No, I hate when people say that. Um, just give us a review. Share. Tell a friend. It'd be great. It's free. Smash,
1: so that being said... Smash that like button. I, I hate when... I hate like, when. comment, the subscribe. Ring that Don't forget to turn on notifications.
0: You know what notifications are? A form of? user footage. Keyword. Marvel News. So a few things have kind of gone on throughout the last week in the uh, various headlines and all the digital journals and articles, because who reads actual physical newspapers, right? What is this? 1992? Uh, so one of the big ones here is one of our favorite people who have uh, probably played some variant of Ego, if... You know what I'm talking about, but you want it because I cut it out of the episode last I year. I know we're talking about Russell Crowe has officially joined Aaron Taylor Johnson in Sony's Marvel movie of Craven, the Hunter. So this is a pretty brief exclusive we've seen from Hollywood Reporter, Porter, but basically what it comes down to is that, uh, is it official that Russell Crowe is joining the Sony kind of Spider-Man universe that they have going on over there in their studio. But, Who could he be? What will he be? Who knows? But Russell Crowe is going to be in uh, Craven.
1: I thought I read he was going to be Craven's dad. I thought I read that somewhere. And again, I don't don't even read the articles. I just read headlines.
2: You're one of those.
1: I am one of those. I am a headline reader only. Got to read the articles, man. You got to
2: learn all the nitty gritty.
1: Yeah, so it doesn't
0: say it here. So it could be speculation or rumor. However, what is still kind of interesting, though, is now that we have, if you look at the like the canon level and this is where things get a little kind of tricky and dicey because of No Way Home we now have those connected universes so pretty much everything at this point except for Morbius uh, is pretty much from the Sony has bridged into the MCU technically if you look at it so uh, Russell Crowe has already been tapped to be in Thor Love and Thunder he's supposed to be playing Zeus so he's in the MCU
1: spoilers dude
0: that's been announced damn I didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, i thought you read only the headlines louis i
1: read some headlines i don't read all of them did you really not know that i didn't know he was playing zeus oh man because you remember we did the whole thing and you're like guess who he's gonna play and i said ego and then you're like that doesn't make sense and i said he already played ego and then you cut the whole thing from the episode so now nobody knows what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about
0: so going back to it you do know what i'm talking about so it's not really a spoiler. But anyways, yeah. So he's in the MCU, plus he's in the Sony fighty U. So
1: kind of be interesting. I don't know where it's going to come into canon play. We also know that from the MCU, you had uh, Brett's dad playing the Vulture. Michael Keaton was Vulture. And uh, he's going to reprise his role as Adrian Toomes in Morbius. So those are connected already, kind of.
0: They're all just variants. Honestly, that's what I'm just saying. Everyone's a variant. It's all a different multiverse. It's all it's all connected.
1: It sounds more annoying than it should be. I feel like it could just be the way it is, man. Just And be, that's really
0: what it probably looks at. But Be you,
2: man. I feel like that might be part of why they, I don't know if we're allowed to discuss the post-credit scenes in No Way Home. Sure. Yeah. Like, that might be part of why they pulled back a little bit with Venom to kind of, I, which Louie loves. It's actually, he he might not tell you guys this, but it is his favorite part about that. He was so ecstatic when he found out that, on the surface at least, Ed Hardy was not going to be. Um,
1: Ed Hardy is a clothing designer. What did I? What did, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tom, Hardy.
2: Tom, Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. There you go. My bad. Hey, we
0: all get one. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Uh,
2: I almost said Jeff Hardy, actually. Anyway, that might be part of why. Kind of separating the universes i mean they're they're clearly bridged but at some point they have to have some levels of separation and with the way the mcu runs things i'm sure they have very clear rules that they have to follow with all those things
0: yeah it's definitely true like even um it's been circulating on reddit for a while but then i keep seeing it repost like this past week uh i won't go too into detail but basically there's like these memos and notes that kevin feige gave on the amazing spider-man 2 and some of the stuff he says in there is just like it's no wonder why he's running the MCU. And that movie could have been way better and way different. Um, if you know, they, they listened. So he's kind of like, they got the credibility from him and everything that he knows exactly like, here's my very, uh, very large sandbox. If you go too far off to the edge, I'm going to kick you out. This is where you need to stay. Like these are the lines. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And to your point. So kind of transitioning off of that, Cause of course, more spider products are in uh development over at Sony. One of the bigger ones I got announced this week is Dakota Johnson, famously known for being uh one of the lead roles in the Fifty Shades of Grey, uh I'm not even gonna call it universe, just <laughs> Saga. Was <laughs> it, was it, was, it like,
1: was it a trilogy?
0: I think it was three, right? I have
1: no books, but I don't know darker? if they did that
2: thing where they're like Let's make the last book. Beats me. Movies. She
1: was in Peanut Butter Falcon, and she also she also ruined Ellen DeGeneres' career. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> Lovely. Uh,
0: yeah. So she's gonna be starring in Madam Web for
1: Sony. That's odd to me. Madam Web is so old. Dakota Johnson's not old.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so from Hollywood Reporter, uh, of course, who broke the story and everything. So you know, introduced in 1980s, the Amazing Spider-Man number. Two hundred and ten, if you want to go read it, Louie. There you go. Uh Webb is a clairvoyant mutant who specializes in predicting the future of spider themed superheroes, having mentored not only Peter Parker's alter ego, but also multiple generations of heroes calling themselves Spider Woman. Traditionally depicted as a blind, paralyzed old woman, which is exactly your point, she is surrounded by a web like machine necessary uh to keep her alive, meaning that she stays away from direct conflict and rather sends others on missions. There really isn't too much else to go off of, at least for now. However, what kind of got my uh, like head spinning a little bit is there was a Spider-Man game. I forget what it's called, but basically it's probably like on the PS3, Xbox 360 era, um, that timeline, <clears throat> where it entailed like Mysterio took some like slates and everything or some tablet, and then basically it brought in Madam Web and Spider-Man from all over different timelines and stuff like Spider-Noir, uh, had to work together to like get these back. So then like the timeline was now like restructured and put back together.
1: I know so, what you're talking about. Yeah. Like
0: web of time or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is could this potentially be Sony's way of trying to make sense of everything? If you look at it, she has to be sending out spider man and Spider-Women and just other variants, right on emissions and just kind of like almost like a council or a league. Could it be possible that she's actually going to be some of the like the, like the um, adhesive glue that really brings all the different spider iterations together from Toby to Garfield, especially to Tom Hardy or Ed Hardy, if you like, um, and everyone else involved in the Sony universe? Maybe this is how they explain some more things, too. What do you guys think about all this or how would you theorize what this could be like?
1: It was called Shattered Dimensions. Shattered Dimensions. There you go. I've never seen that game.
2: Um, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying. It would be interesting. It still wouldn't explain why a very young woman is playing a very old lady character, but they reimagine characters all the time. I could definitely see what you're saying, though, with now we have three Spider-Men. Now we also have the Sony Spider-Man universe. We have the MCU Spider-Man. It would be interesting to use her as a way to kind of
0: tie it together and spin a little web out of all of it, if you will. Exactly, and I mean it's inevitable at this point. We're gonna get live action Miles. Oh, well, I'm so excited for that. We've got all the hints. Yeah, so that would really put four. Oh, plus you know, there's the Spider Woman movie that's in development too. Have you guys heard about that? No, I have not. I can look up the details on that. I, it kind of got overblown by other stuff. Olivia Wilde is supposed to be in charge of actually directing or at least producing oh, um, Spider you, Woman. I thought Jessica you were going to say
1: that she was in ch- she was going to be in it.
0: No, no, she's not, which I've seen uh I've seen some kind of like interesting like fan castings of sorts for Spider Woman, and there's a few different ones out there, but like one of them that kind of stuck out to me, um, and I know this a little sidetracked is Jackson Bree, I want to say Alice, maybe, but I was actually gonna think Daisy Ridley played Ray from Star Wars, the sequel trilogy, yeah
1: they want her to play everybody. I could actually see it though. Who did I see? I w- I was watched a lot of fan casting videos to get ready for a podcast we're doing uh, upcoming. And they want her to be was it Rogue? Mm-hmm. Oh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Jubilee maybe? Somebody from the X-Men.
2: Rogue is one of those characters that when I think of Rogue I only see movie Rogue.
1: Anna Paquin?
2: Yeah, I don't know why.
1: See in the cartoons and in the comic books and stuff, she's like a <laughs> like a Southern Bells. She's like, oh, hey, sugar. And yeah, she's not Anna one at all, actually.
0: Yeah, there's some funny fan casting ones, but uh, like Alicia Vikander uh, who played Lara Croft and like the latest Tomb Raider and, of course, Dela Ridley and a few other ones. But we'll save that for another episode. Mm. And Of course, there's obligatory. Someone says, Emma Watson. I don't ever see Emma Watson ever coming into any sort of superhero movie.
2: Emma Watson even act right now?
0: Uh, I think just rarely.
2: Yeah, I don't know when the last time I've
1: seen her in anything. Beauty Flat. and the Beast?
0: Yeah, that was like, what, six years ago? No idea. And then aside from that, the last thing I saw her in was Red Circle, which I thought was an awful
1: movie. The Harry Potter re- reunion tour? She dan- She dances with Draco Malfoy, Tom Felton's ugly I ass. I have watched
0: it. Louis, spoilers!
2: Oh, you haven't watched it? Watch it! No, I you haven't need, Listen, yet. you need it's to like watch it. There is the most awkward interaction of all time between oh. Rupert Grint and Emma Watson. You need to watch oh. just for
0: that. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch it, actually. Maybe this weekend. It's, it's not that awkward. I'm overselling it, probably, but still watch <laughs> it. I can picture it. Uh, yeah, so so Madam Web, come into the uh, Sony Spider-Verse near you. So I got uh, two pieces that are actually MCU-related, not that Sony stuff. One being, if you guys are into the uh, Ward show season, everything like that, Many people were (laughs) kind of upset when this past Tuesday, or Monday morning rather, would be recording this week. The 2021 Oscar nominations were announced and everything. And people in the chat ahead of the live stream on YouTube were just like going crazy, just spamming Spider-Man Best Picture. It was was so meme-worthy. Of course, Spider-Man No Way Home did not receive an Oscar nomination for Best Picture. If you're surprised, I'm sorry.
1: Spoilers.
0: It did receive... Uh, an actual academy award nominee for best visual effects but also shang chi in the legend of the 10 rings also got a best visual effects nominee so two chances mcu could be walking away with some uh, gold statues this year
2: i would have loved for spider-man to be nominated just because someone would have had to interview martin scorsese who's (laughs) repeatedly said that marvel films are not cinema and to get him on record responding again to that and it
0: being nominated it would be great. Yeah, it would be really funny, but it is what it is. But also, it is still great to be recognized for something like that. So I uh, will be rooting for him. Will they win? I don't know who actually is in the rest of the category. I'll have to look. But Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings versus Spider-Man, we talked a little bit offline. But if you guys had to pick, who do you think out of these two would win if they were to pick an MCU-related film?
1: Would win? Spider-Man should win Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay,
0: I would say
2: I think Spider-Man on both. I don't know. Something about the visual effects, especially things involving
0: Strange are just fantastic. Willem Dafoe. (laughs) That is true. There was a lot of de-aging in that too. Do you guys know the difference between uh, special effects and visual effects? Yes.
1: Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have no idea the difference between special effects and visual effects. For the
2: people at home who don't,
1: who didn't, I mean, don't know. Is that
2: what you said? I didn't even hear you say that.
1: What? The,
0: speci- the difference. I was so oh, confused.
1: He said, do you know the difference? And I said, yes. Next question. Oh, <laughs> come on.
0: <laughs> so visual effects, also known as VFX, are uh, actually achieved in real time during filming. Examples include like uh, pyrotechnics, fake rain, animatronics, and prosthetic, where uh, special effects actually scratch that i just read the wrong line special effects are the ones that are more in real time or actually physically done like your pyrotechnics explosions everything like that where the vfx are what's added in post and later so that's the true difference it's like knowing the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning so once again which which are they nominated for for visual effects So this is all the post stuff, which makes the most sense. Yes, that makes more sense. (laughs) Yeah, CGI and everything. I was say I
2: don't I don't remember there being a fantastic amount of practical effects. I mean, there's some wire work in Shang
0: Chi, but and honestly, I think if I had to pick, I think Shang Chi would win it because that dragon looks awesome, and there's some really cool world building in that movie. That's all I got.
1: That's all you got, brother. So I lied. What? There's one other thing. Hit me. We can't let this
0: go, man. So our favorite really really good lawyer charlie cox himself teases his mcu future after no way home
1: he's gonna play it forever
0: <laughs> maybe maybe because forever uh sometimes isn't that far away from here so in a new interview with hey you guys charlie cox hopped onto the the show and he talked about like his mcu feature and some everything's like that so basically what it came down to what he said was at, uh i think at this point i expect to be involved in some capacity Otherwise, it would be a bit of a weird one-scene moment. I don't know much. I know a little. And what I do know, I'm very excited about. There's a chance it could be the next 10 years of my life.
1: We can only hope so.
0: We can only hope so. But there was a report like I think last year or in uh, late 2020 where basically after Endgame and everything, the uh, MCU, they were basically saying, or Marvel Studios rather, were uh, saying they're not going to be signing like any more multi-picture contracts with their cast and actors and stuff which makes sense just because of how expansive everything is and how many films and how popular these people are i mean look at tom holland he's on literally everything and potentially a jack and the dexter movie soon so basically it makes sense that you're not going to sign him for that long duration because it's a huge commitment but if it could be the next 10 years with daredevil leading the front and some sort of new movies and series or whatever it might be i think fans are going to lose their goddamn minds. And that also makes you feel a little bit more, you know, grounded again, too, because personally, I can't imagine him fighting in like, uh, I don't know, something cosmic related or could you imagine him fighting at the Battle of uh, Wakanda? Yes. Yeah, actually, that would be pretty badass. They have
1: they have hallways in Wakanda, Devin.
0: Talking about the damn plane that they're fighting in.
1: No, I'm talking about Charlie Cox fighting. There's hallways everywhere and it's going to be great. Nobody does a hallway better than Charlie Cox.
2: I will say I do agree with you, though. I, I personally love more of the grounded, street-level stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited for more of that. That's why Hawkeye was so good to me. It, was, it wasn't was as cosmic and grand.
0: It was relatable. That's what I'm saying, you know.
1: man. It's on the ground.
0: If you had a look at it, Spider-Man is now grounded a little bit. We get Daredevil. We get some Hawkeye stuff with uh, Kate Bishop. That's like our ground-level MCU, right? Now in the middle... That's probably where we're getting, like, your Captain Marvel and, like, Doctor Strange and everything. That's, you know, just a little bit crazier, a little more wild and unique and everything. But
1: then... The God of Thunder! We got everything
0: out here in the fucking cosmos because Eternals and all the crazy stuff going on with that. So it feels like the war on three fronts, you know? And then eventually they're probably going to diverge again into something to give us another big event. Maybe not as big as Endgame because that was huge to pull off and that's a lot of time. But imagine some big kind of like big star cast team up again down in the future or like some big event. I mean, at some point we got to get what's his face?
1: Who do we got to get Devin? Galactic. We got to get Wolverine! Yes! You are correct. We're getting him. He's coming.
0: Like and subscribe. <laughs> so that is all I have for news. So The main discussion topic we want to kind of dive into today, and exactly why we have three minds that kind of add to this uh, awesome discussion we're going to have, we want to talk about the significance of Civil War in the MCU. Now, I believe it wasn't the
1: final film in Phase 2. It's uh, Civil War. I think that was the first film in Phase 3.
0: in fact, the first film of Phase 3. I watched it today. Right, because Ant-Man was the end of Phase 2 yes Rather sir Voltron then it goes into it right right so pretty much this movie set the stage for phase three and everything be pretty much past it and there's a lot of kind of debate that people have had fans alike and everything who've kind of criticized uh Civil War is saying it's like something just it's a pissing contest for sorts or some might claim that it really uh everyone just like oh yeah big deal and then they just forgot everything after that but However, if you really drill down to the specific details of everything, just kind of look at it from the grand scheme of things, there was many different ripple effects that kind of went off of Civil War and the decisions that our characters made. So that's why we really want to talk about that today to kind of go more about uh, the significance of Civil War and kind of just talk about it here and there. So let's kick things off like this. When Civil War was finally announced, we knew we're going to get this uh, pretty much big comic book event adaptation, but for the MCU and its current state of development. The big thing that everyone was talking about with all the marketing and everything leading up to it that really hyped up this movie, were you Team Iron Man or were you Team Captain America?
1: Leading up, I was always Team Cap. I love Cap. I'll go with Cap till I die. We'll get into it when we get into the movie, but Team Cap.
2: Yeah, leading up to it... I would have been Team Iron Man because at that point I was definitely more dedicated Iron Man. I will say that has definitely changed, but leading up, I was Team Iron Man.
0: I'm the same. I was Team uh, Iron Man, and one thing that was, like made it really cool for me too, like the college I went to, we had a like I worked in student life, and we actually had our own on campus movie theater where we basically get like uh, movies while they're kind of still in theaters and stuff. And so we were going to play Civil War, and at the end of the school year. Round one was playing too. Uh, Civil War was coming out and everything, and we we're having like a big campus event for like called Spring Ring Fling, and I said, all right, for that year we should like say we're going to the movies. So we all decided as our like cast or uh, or like uh, like student worker shirts, we all got permission to get like superhero characters. So I wore an Iron Man shirt, and then the other intern she wore a Captain America. And we have this really cool photo that I'll dig up and I'll repost eventually where we actually all divided each other and we looked like we we're going to do like the civil war battle. And it was really cool. One of my favorite, like photos from college. So that's my long winded way of saying, yes, I was team Iron Man. So now that you've seen the movie and of course, did you on the other end of it, once you finally saw everything that happened, the crazy destruction of the shield, as well as, um, everything else that happened in the movie, were you still on the same alignment Were you still Captain America for you, Louie, or were you still team Iron Man for you, Richard?
2: Go ahead, buddy. All right. Well, I will start by saying that at that point of the MCU, I had watched some stuff out of order. So I saw Civil War before Winter Soldier. And once I saw the Winter Soldier movie, all of my opinions completely changed. Wow. Um, So even just with that movie, I was more team cap. But once I watched that movie,
0: (laughs) 1000% team cap. Interesting. I haven't heard anyone who's seen Civil War before the Winter Soldier. That's that's unique. I think I saw Infinity War before I saw a lot of the MCU. Wow.
2: And then I went back and rewatched everything.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is that Mobius? You just say this with with a Mobius. I watched the movie and I see both sides, but I would say that I'm more Team Iron Man. As far as the conflict of the Sokovia Accords, I would go with iron man's stance Mm -hmm. and i know he doesn't make a lot of great points as pointed out by my good friend richard earlier today before we even started talking to you Devin. but in my mind iron man is just trying to help save innocent lives and i feel like that's the better team and he's like they're the government wants to regulate what they're doing and then cap's just like nah if they need me, I'll be there, no matter what I do. And <laughs> it's like, right. I mean, You should probably try and be a little safer. Nah, I'm am going hard, and you know, I feel like that wasn't as as good as as good of an idea.
2: Mm-hmm. I am so against what you just said. Almost everything you said there.
0: Uh... Everything you just <laughs> said is entirely wrong
2: <laughs> for me. <laughs> If we're just going to continue talking about each side of the Sokovia Accords, for me, where Iron Man's coming from, where Tony Stark's coming from, is partially just due to his general anxieties and his his he oh he always wants he always wants to make snap decisions. He doesn't want to take things slow. Mm-hmm. I feel like Captain America, the guy who was literally in the military would know more than anyone else that so the government's not always going to do the best thing and just blindly following what a government does is not not a great idea
0: yeah i agree like i i'm kind of like the inverse of louis where i'm on one side but in terms of the actual accords themselves i'm on the different i don't really know if i truly agree with the accords themselves and i would love if they actually one day just publish the entire accords right or at least a description of it so you could see a majority of everything in it because <clears throat> it'd be kind of cool to see what is actually in there like the terms and conditions and all like that but the cores themselves get referenced still in this day right i think we saw it referenced a little bit at least once in one division uh maybe once in uh, the falcon and the winter soldier but even for uh marvel agents of shield they referenced it pretty immediately after while uh the season i was premiering and airing uh while civil war was out in theaters they reference the accords too. So I know part of it. If like if you have superhero powers and everything or like you're an enhanced individual, you have to report it and like there's like a registry and everything. And then you're pretty much at liberty of the governing bodies of the UN and so forth, who pretty much make the decisions in the call. So there's a lot of checks and balances that sometimes sound good on paper. But in hindsight, it's really hard to actually trust if they're going to do the best thing with that power, right? With great literally great power comes great responsibility. And I know that's why uh cat makes that really good point. Like, uh, like these people have agendas and it's, it, it it becomes like a very gray area and then very like uh, kind of right. But also like, I, it's, it can get really, really hairy and dicey real quick. I
2: mean, just even just with the beginning, that scene in the civil war where they're all in the room and Ross is showing them clips of different events that they have, participated Mm -hmm. in half of those events they're they're acting like oh well there's a loss of life in new york during the invasion but if the avengers weren't there during the invasion the invasion just proceeds like there's no it's not like they decided on their own to go do something that
0: led to this 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 was an event that was already happening and they reacted to it right and especially a lot of the uh everything leading up to that was already in motion since like the 40s when you see the Tesseract come into play. And where was that most of the time? In the hands of the government. It was in a Flerkin at one point, too. It was. So it is kind of interesting to think about it because that's one event you really can't entirely blame on the Avengers. And pretty much they were like Earth's Mightiest Defenders. And the only ones probably capable to even stop that assault. I mean, literally, it was a Hail Mary for Tony to actually reroute that nuke, which they weren't even planning for, which also wasn't what they were sending, though. If that actually went out and got detonated, all of New York would have been pretty much destroyed and leveled, right? Or all of Manhattan. But then we do see like an entire Sokovia get actually leveled out and ruined and everything, quite literally, um, due to the actions. Still something back to the Tesseract and the Mindstone and everything like that because of Loki's Scepter. But a lot of that was a decision made by Tony, which ultimately caused it, which makes sense why he has the most guilt. Because when you even look back at like Iron Man, like actually the movie Iron Man, where Tony realizes how much he's let the company go and it's become like arms dealers on both sides. And he sees the harsh reality of what happens with his Stark tech and the weapons of mass destruction, everything, where now he's faced with that guilt and he needs to make amends for it. So it makes sense why after everything that happened after Ultron, that he would side with trying to take responsibility for everything in Civil War. And I think that's also part of the comics part, too. He was on the side, along with Reed Richards, of pretty much taking care of all that, but they were actually, like, locking people up in uh, almost like a collector kind of place. Um, I read the first part of Civil War, not the part two, um, so it's a little bit vague, but uh, there's definitely a lot of, like, moral standpoints that come into play here, which I'm glad that they introduced in terms of, like, movie, because it actually made you think a little bit more, not just Hulk smash, right? I, I will say, really, they should have just been the Starconian Accords. And basically,
2: just the real, the like you said, Ultron thing was definitely their fault. But realistically, it was just Tony Stark's fault. Yeah. Maybe Tony Stark just needed to sign his own personal accords, let everyone else continue <laughs> to do what they were doing. I also think it would have been very interesting, which this is more of a what if question, but how different Civil War would have been. If you also had mutants in that universe, just because of how much the, the mutant thing has been an allegory for racism and things like that for so long. Like imagine adding Magneto to that conflict and his
0: views and then throw Xavier in there. It would be interesting. I think it would have been probably like a much bloodier battle Oh yeah, and then it gets much worse too. Cause then you have so many more people in the equation, right? I mean, you'd even say the same thing, not so much mutants, but if Thor and Hulk were there, I mean, it's still a pretty big battle. And then the possibility that they probably could be on the same side too, which definitely skews and makes it not as balanced. So it's all strategic, but that could have completely change the course of all that too.
1: Well, I think the whole reason that they weren't there, obviously there was comic or not comic, but MCU reasons that they weren't there. But like if they were there, they a couldn't have been on the same side. Because that would have skewed one team way
0: more than the other. Yeah, and just a power level.
1: Yeah. yeah. And B, it wouldn't have made sense to put either one of them on Team Iron Man. Personally, I don't think.
2: The only argument there is Bruce Banner being on Team Iron Man. Yeah. But Hulk is so much a different entity that
1: And even then I think Thor is so much stronger than anybody else. It's just gonna it's gonna wreck just, everybody.
2: Yeah, I think level. The, the only way film. you get Hulk you could get Professor Hulk on Team Iron Man, maybe. Maybe the combination, but
0: then you're still Thor's role on everyone. So after the actual battle, too, I mean, in the movie itself, we got two big introductions. We got Spider-Man finally played by Tom Holland, and then we also had uh, Chadwick Boseman taking on the role of Black Panther. Rusted Paradise. So two big additions to the MCU as well, which ultimately stemmed out more things down the road. So in terms of the actual scalability of why this is significant too is one person could argue that you could have had any story, right? This could have been, I don't know, some other big event or big threat that the Avengers had to team up again but they need some sort of special people or whatever. And then you just include Black uh Panther as well as Spider-Man into the mix and it's like, "Oh, look, two more Avengers have joined." But is it significant or is it just growing new people, like adding new players to a game, right? It wouldn't be as like, in terms of storytelling, wouldn't be as like worth its weight in gold? So if you look at Black Panther's uh, addition to the MCU during this film, not only is it allowing T'Challa to make amends or not make amends, but come to acceptance and actually have a little bit of growth from the beginning to the end with forgiving uh, everything that happened because he originally was on the side of trying just to slaughter Bucky for something he didn't do until he realized what actually happened. This is when also when uh, Peter Parker gets added into the equation and he's like pretty much the number one fanboy for Tony Stark and everything. And we see that from homecoming to the last breath of Tony. So it goes without saying that having this uh, kind of conflict go out into battle too. I mean, it really set the stage for why everyone is separated, why we're in Wakanda and why that becomes even more important into the progression of phase three and beyond. And then as well as especially with Spider-Man, what we've seen from his trilogy. So what are some things that you guys can think of like right away that would not exist in the MCU that we have now, if it weren't for the events of civil war,
1: one of the main things, <clears throat> excuse me, that civil war did with, you know, excluding the Sokovia chords and everything, but it put a big riff in the friendship and everything of all the, the characters. So, When it came time for an infinity war, when everybody needed to band together to fight Thanos together, half of them weren't talking, you know, there was a big separation and these guys weren't talking to these guys. And so when it came time, you know, say Ebony Maw and Call Obsidian were wrecking Main Street, uh, Mm -hmm. Cap couldn't help Iron Man and Doctor Strange, you know, there was no way that... uh, even black widow or or wanda or anybody was was going to be there because of this big giant riff and i keep saying the word riff but like a big yeah riff makes sense yeah it's just a a disagreement that cannot be solved you know so you you don't get the help from from a b and c until you know until finally into end game when half the damn life on I was going to say on Earth, but half of life in the universe is snapped away just like that.
2: Yeah, I was going to say something similar, actually. Just like if there's a united front when those first couple Infinity War incursions happen, obviously it's, it's all screenwriting, so they're going to write whatever they want. But Vision probably doesn't get injured if you have a united Iron Man and Strange and Captain and everything. And then you have actual Vision to help fight at some point. I mean, the little things are big and they add up.
1: Right. So... I got into a little argument with fan of the show, G.C. Malashevsky. He he was talking about Hulk feeling bad for injuring people and, and stuff. And that's why he would be team, team Iron Man. You know, he'd want to help or whatever. But he went to Sakaar and just became like a big murderous monster guy. And I don't think he felt that bad about that. And they were like, and he says, well, he was being trained to do that and i was like he's still the damn Hulk." what are you <laughs> like he killed doug you know at the very least we know he killed doug he's like well w- well what if he was in and i said if he was in civil war he never would have gone to sakar so he never would have done any of that stuff H- thor there would have been no thor ragnarok if those guys were in civil war that would have been terrible because thor ragnarok i'm on uh i'm on record saying that thor ragnarok's probably my favorite MCU movie. It's just I was like, you're not making any sense here, friend, because if he was there, then he wouldn't have been the other place. You the know only thing I mean? I'll
2: say in his defense in that is the reason that Hulk stays in the Quinja and kind of goes there anyway, is he seems to make Hulk does seem to make a decision like it's better for me to just to go away. right Yeah. Now. So that could be where he's coming from, but I I still disagree with his opinions. God, where have we seen that before?
1: Peter Parker went to Sakar, but not really. He just sent everybody else to <laughs> And
2: By Sakar, you mean a uh, very crappy apartment?
1: Where is my rent? <laughs> Get your own. You fix his damn door. <laughs> That's
2: the next villain. That's the next uh, overarching the villain sixth in the of MCU. The sinister
1: six.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, everyone's thinking it's going
2: to be King, but really,
0: one thing I wanted to ask you guys too. This isn't so much like the significance, but I always felt like I struggled to understand why this is called Captain America and not Avengers Civil War. And there's like the writers have talked about it, producers, and I've never really like really felt like I got the satisfaction to actually accept that answer. Not like I'm rejecting it, just like it's like eh, I don't know. I'm just it's just, it's not clicking with me, right? Um, have you guys ever felt that at all? For me. It does feel like
2: Captain America: Civil War, because while the entire conflict is around the Sokovian Accords and Cap and Iron Man, the story follows Cap more. You follow him to Europe um, for the funeral, and mm-hmm. you you're rest not nec- in peace, Peggy Carter. We yeah, all love you. Rest in peace, Peggy Carter. You're not necessarily following Iron Man as closely, and then especially once Bucky comes into it. It becomes more of that that continued conflict from Winter Soldier, so I do understand to me why it would be a Captain America, not more of an Avengers, mm-hmm. just because of the perspective the movie feels like. Well, well, people could stand on either side of Team Cap, Team Iron Man. It feels like the movie skews Team Cap in a way.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, they want you to. It, it's definitely a Captain America movie. The whole through and through, they follow Steve everywhere and into the mall like he's at the mall or whatever with black widow and god i hope that's still civil war but it's very it, i see where you're coming from too though it's very avengers-esque because because mm-hmm. i get age of ultron and civil war mixed up together is that winter soldier same yeah because all three of
2: face is still normal in that scene
1: yep there it is i messed up that's all good happens Constantly, between at least you're not wearing Ed Hardy, you know. Between, yeah, I'm not wearing my Ed Hardy. Between um, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and Civil mm-hmm. War, I mix stuff up all the time. So it it's it's more of a Captain America movie though, from what I do remember about it, honestly. And it mm. also I, okay, I'm almost positive it opens with Cap leading the New Avengers. Through Sokovia, Crossbones. Not, not Sokovia. It's not Sokovia where they no, where they explode the thing.
2: No, that is in. I just watched it. La- I can't remember La- the country.
1: La- oh well. The well, I knew I knew Sokovia Laos, was maybe something like that. But I knew. Yeah, so- it,
2: it's they're training Wanda, kind of. Yeah, following Rumloff.
1: Okay. Yeah, Crossbones. Yeah, Crossbones. Lagos
2: with his sick power fists from Fallout on his armor. Yeah, it was in Lagos. Lagos. I said yeah, they are trying close. to get that like uh, kind of bioweapon. Yeah, yeah. They think he's stealing something from the police instead he goes to steal the bioweapon, tries to blow him and cap
0: up, and then Wanda goes. And and so, uh, yeah, the reason why I bring this up too is because I think I finally get it. So if you look at it from a trilogy perspective, right, we see the the, the first Avenger through the separationist shield where he's a little bit more independent, but he's still an Avenger into the point where Avengers are pretty much they're broken up. Like a band?
1: Like the Beatles?
0: and a, Yeah, and a lot of people compare, like, who has the best trilogy? Is it Thor? Is it Captain America? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, whatever. Captain America. Right? Separate discussion, no bias to any of those at all, but I think it finally made sense to me today when I was thinking about it because as Captain America drops the shield and finally walks away, I feel like that is the absolute end. The moment that shield hits the ground, Captain America truly is, finished he's no more he's just steve rogers nomad which yeah no man which makes more sense to me and that's how i'm like okay i've i feel like civil uh, captain america civil war now makes sense finally for a title on the contrary when everything finally works out in endgame and tony and Cap see each other and uh tony's kind of like rested up again he finally pulls out the shield after the five years uh out of the trunk of his car and he pretty sure he says like good to see you cap or like welcome back cap right or at some point in endgame he says that and that's so why I'm like so is it almost like contradicting what my exact point I just made about the trilogy where like Captain yeah, America's gone but then Tony's like welcome back up or is that just overstretching?
2: I no, I think you're correct I think that's it, it kind of combines all our points really but the reason it's Captain America Civil War not Avengers Civil War is it finishes Captain America's arc in the MCU sure right. he's Steve Rogers Captain America and then The mantle eventually gets passed, but Civil War is the end of Captain America's arc in the MCU, which is why. And that's your point and kind of my point. So, while yes, him kind of picking up the shield later
0: might kind of weaken that point a little bit, I still stand by it. So, I recently uh, rewatched WandaVision uh, and it was actually Alyssa's first time. So, it was really cool to kind of like, after everything we've seen in the past year, to go back and revisit it because it's one of my favorite shows uh, the last year. But there's still the, like, the references of Sokovia Accord and like, its uh, After Effects and everything with uh, Hayward and that things he kind of like talks through with Sword, which kind of almost makes sense why they were trying to get the Vision recreated and everything too, because of how powerful he is as a sentient being and everything and as a weapon, right? So that's also like you brought up the point earlier, uh, if Civil War didn't really happen, or at least they didn't break up or they all teamed up right, Um, would we probably still have gotten Vision destroyed like we saw in Infinity War or would it just happen a different way or do you think there'd actually be a chance where they could have stopped Thanos from actually getting the final stone except maybe there's more casualties what would you what would you what do you guys think about all that
2: I think you have to look at that on the two levels too so you have to look on the in universe story level and the writing level so on the writing level they would just find a different way to injure him or Thanos is getting that mind stone and he would still have gotten it would maybe if vision doesn't get injured in that way he'd just they'd find a different way to injure him or later or there might have just been a different character that had to die to get to that point but I still would have preferred that just to be able to see vision a little bit more we see him Mm -hmm. in Ultron fight some but and and I guess in Civil War a little bit but he doesn't really ever show his abilities
1: if If Civil War didn't happen, excuse me, if Civil War did not happen and Vision wasn't, like, randomly in Europe with Wanda. Is it Scotland?
2: I think it's Glasgow.
1: With Wanda, he wouldn't, I, I, I very firmly believe he wouldn't, and I steal a quote from Deadpool here, be turned into a fucking kebab immediately into the movie. So Vision is one of those characters where you know he's like super, not OP, but he's like, he's really good, right? Yeah. And how do you combat that? You make him terrible. Just the worst possible character other than the Hulk. But don't get me started on that. So you're just expecting this good stuff to come out of the Mind Stone and Vision's going to just wreck all these people. And then before he can even get started kebab time with uh i said his name corvus glaive yep in that fight with uh corvus glaive and proxima midnight excuse me so it just like really took the the wind out of the sails for vision if there was no civil war and they didn't have to go in hiding and everything i feel like they there would have been backup or they would have been on the avengers compound with you know falcon and god knows who else to where it would have been really hard for Corvus Glaive to sneak up behind Vision and once again kebab him.
2: I still think uh, Thanos is inevitable. He would have gotten on the stone somewhere.
1: Absolutely. Else. I still think Thanos could have came in and just wrecked everybody and taken the stone out of Vision's head, regardless of Man, what At that happened. point,
0: he had five stones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. he why does... we just laser him in half again, you know, just exactly like that, because that's so easy. No one. What if, right? So. Excuse
1: me. If he if, hold on, what did you say? He Peter said, laser in half." Like yeah, a just, what if? we like, uh, just goes z-
0: just like it did. And what if? Which everyone was like?
1: What I got from what if? <laughs> that was Ultron. That wasn't Vision. Good point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Vision has some humanity, and a Ultron is just
1: just just saying. Just like, saying. nope, <laughs> zip. Yeah, what if was a great show. I loved it. Top show of all time.
0: Now, what if just shot me that uh every if you want something different, just kill anyone and then. Thanos actually could have easily been killed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, just kill Tony Stark every episode.
0: So, but the point I was going to bring up is probably if you know if everyone was still together in terms of Tony and the Alliance was still strong there as an Avengers uh, group and organization. Really, I think they actually could have uh, actually succeeded in time of removing the stone from Vision. Where what actually happens where it failed. So that'd probably be the divergence where you mm. still are able to keep Vision. They separated it, but now that stone is like up to the taking, and they probably wouldn't be able to destroy it in time. And then that's when Thanos would probably, whatever, like you know, acts of commotion happen and occur. He gets it. It's inevitable, like you said, uh, which would still like I think still be fair. But then what would actually happen? I mean, does it raise the stakes where maybe we still lose Vision? But then again, we wouldn't get one division. Yeah, my only problem there is that
2: that whole fight is it's kind of one of those tropes that gets used in fantasy more often than a superhero film. But that whole fight is basically pointless. I mean, at that point, when he when he goes for the Mind Stone at the end, he just walks out of a portal 10 feet from him. if, If Vision is getting protected inside and they have more time to still try and take the stone out because there's more of a united front. Thanos, at that point, could still just walk through portal and grab him. Like, the writers the right. could find a way around that pretty easily.
1: Yeah, but if they've already got the stone out, then does Thanos still kill Vision? Yeah, but Thanos
2: has five stones at that point. So, if if this situation... So, he's injured, and that's why they're trying to take the stone out. Well, they're trying to take this. St- yeah, they're trying to separate the mind stone. Yeah. And him being and injured it. just means he's, he can't fight. But he'd still be laying on a table if... If the front's more united, it's still the same people fighting in that same fight and they're still trying to protect the same vision in the same position, I guess, if that makes sense. I guess the biggest
0: changes are the potential that Corvus Glaive uh, could not actually, you know, stick that damn weapon through vision like he does in the beginning of Infinity War because there would have been more people around to actually protect and they wouldn't be in hiding and, like, caught off guard. Yeah. So that'd be the biggest change and then the next thing would be the realization they have to remove it but they could still succeed and not kill vision. Theoretically, hopefully he wouldn't be injured. So he'd still be able to be at full strength. So he wouldn't be weakened, but your point is still valid that literally odds are he, uh, Thanos would have already had all five stones at that point before coming in and grabbing the last one. He literally could just show up, take it no matter what they do. Um, he could just acquire it. But then again, yeah, if I they're mean, not separated, if they how do the time Before stone? he
2: gets there, he has a time stone. He could just go there, use the yeah, time stone to go back and
0: grab it again. But like then that's did. another good point too, because the civil war, they're separated. So Tony and, uh, uh, Peter and other Peter, uh, and, uh, Steven, they all go all the way out to pretty much Thanos' homeworld and everything to fight on Titans. that front where they, yeah, where they can't succeed. So if everything from Civil War did not occur and everyone was still together and there was no internal conflict and anything like that, Thanos is still coming at some point. There's no doubt about that. Would the fight been exclusively on Earth at that point? Because all he would have had was... This is, this is where it can also get weird because would Thor in Asgard and everything in Ragnarok would that have happened cuz Thor went trying to search answers right yeah. so if you if we're going on the assumption that only Thor is removed Banner is still there and everyone is still together on earth so now you only have one of the like the strongest avengers out trying to figure out other stuff so let's assume Thanos already got the power stone he already had the the space stone after that conflict in Ragnarok and everything and then they go on to proceed because the guardians don't really know about the Avengers, right? So that could still potentially happen. So then you could actually get, I was mix it up, the actual Power Stone. What is the Ether? The Ether. The, is reality,
1: the reality, stone. reality Stone.
0: Reality Stone. Thank you. I always get Power and Reality messed up for some reason. Power is on Xandar. So the Russell Crowe Stone, he gets that too. So then he'll have three of them together. So that's still going to give him a pretty hefty advantage. But now the absence is that. Time in um the Mind Stone and then the Soul Stone are the three outstanding ones, right? So he could probably still get the Soul Stone. So that gives him four out of the six and then brings it to Earth pretty much where they're going to have to fight about uh, over the last two one. However, now Bruce isn't actually there. Hold on. So now I'm even going further back, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> This is the All problem right, with what...
2: these things because that even you could start talking about, well, the strongest Avenger isn't
0: there until after Infinity War. Right, but I also forgot Captain that Marvel it's then. Age of Ultron is when uh, Banner left. It yes. wasn't in Civil War. Yeah. That's why I, I forgot. So, Because I was about to say, if Banner was still on Earth and he didn't leave, then they wouldn't know Thanos is coming. But that would have probably still happened because he would have left. That had really nothing to do with Civil War.
2: Yes, the beginning of Infinity
0: War Hulk comes back. That's right. Why they so you didn't could probably still happening. do the beginning of it. Bits and pieces, a little bit different. So... Uh, I guess really where I was going with this is the the entire of Infinity War probably just be on Earth.
2: Yeah, without Civil War, Infinity War is a vastly different movie. I mean, you could still have the same end effect like that. I was like, it's all stones at the end. The conflict's just different. But I think it's better because of the way Civil War is. I think if you just have a straight conflict where you have everyone but those but Thor, basically, to start with, I guess, it's Mm -hmm. it's just going to happen in a different way. And I think having it separated gives you a better explanation of why the things happen as they do, as opposed to then you would have to stomach, OK, everyone loses together and then he gets all the stones and then a lesser group of that same group then wins in the end, kind of. I don't know. Right.
0: And honestly, I'm not even sure how the Guardians would come into the picture because they don't have anyone from Earth that uh, would be the like the connective tissue before Endgame and everything. Like how it any of them know to come to Earth and try and team up with the Avengers. Yeah, they don't show point, right? up until... Well,
1: the Guardians still pick up Thor and that's how they find out about Thanos in the first place.
0: That's True. right. Thor is the... True. He's the link.
1: Yeah. I'll never... You will not be taking our pod.
2: Basically, Thor Ragnarok just ends up being two guys at the end get thrown in different directions to explain why Infinity War is starting. That's a good point.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
2: That's why Thor Ragnarok is one of the worst MCU films
1: you are incorrect in <laughs> i'm just kidding
0: that. it's fantastic it's a great movie like, no
1: that's a hot take that i don't no, know like, I got enough hot sauce for
2: that's <laughs> a lie
0: it's it's a great film fun fact i actually did not like uh, ragnarok the first time i saw it
1: you didn't think you thought yeah. it was going to be more of a serious movie though we've talked about this yeah i thought after
0: seeing dark world i thought it was going to be like wow this is gonna be another like darker film it was not and i was so surprised but now i love it oh my god i love it immediately
1: son of a Bitch. <laughs> That's when I was like,
0: oh no, what is gonna happen here?
1: <laughs> I'm in danger. So so Thor like how do I how do I say this? Thor still gets picked up by the Guardians because yep. Thanos still explodes their ship and Thor still goes to take Rocket and Groot to E tree to get Stormbreaker. That all still happens. Even if there's no civil war. Um The Guardians then go to Do they go to the collector to stop him from get to stop Thanos from getting the Reality Stone? Thanos takes Gamora, and the rest of the Guardians, being Quill, Drax, and Mantis, decide they had to go to Titan. I don't exactly remember how they came to that conclusion, but they would have gone to Titan. Tony, Peter, and Strange would not have been there. What's up? Isn't the ship?
0: Don't they all meet on the ship? Yeah, they meet on the ship first because I think they tracked it down. Yeah. The ship was going to Titan, which is why they all opened
1: up. That's correct. So they would have...
2: I'll do you one better.
1: (laughs) Why is Gawar... Yeah, yeah, that wasn't on the planet. You're correct. I'm sorry. I I messed up. Yeah, nobody's on that ship. They just end up on a ship with Ebony Maw. That ship ship probably wouldn't even have been
0: there. Yeah. I think they might just straight lose Ebony Maw on that ship then. Well, okay, so that's the other thing, though, because Thanos still sent the children of Thanos to go invade Earth and everything. I think they get clapped by a, a united Avengers front, though.
1: Absolutely. The yeah. only
2: one, I feel like, in that group is Ebony Maw that matters. Right, and they could definitely fight Call Obsidian? Call Obsidian gets clapped,
0: bro. <laughs> Call Obsidian almost gets clapped by Spider-Man alone. So the point I was going to bring up, though, is you could probably still route it into them trying to track down Thanos, except now this brings them to earth because if the ship is still hovering above or at least some sort of like his armada, right? Is already on the planet. Well, then they know exactly where to take the fight. And then they're like, yo, what is this? Who are these people? And then they join the Avengers. Would it be as climatic and like cinematic? Hell no. But that could be the only thing I could think of. Like wasn't the kind of wedging it
2: point, in point part of the point of them going to Titan though, fighting him without bringing him to earth to fight him.
0: Yeah, because they because uh, strange ass Tony is like, you know, you're smart. Do you have any idea how to get us out of this? And then are like how to get back. Right. And Tony's kind of like, <sighs> exactly. no, I don't think it's a good idea. So even if Civil War happens, I think they don't try and fight him on Earth to
2: begin
1: with. Interesting.
0: I just again.
1: But then do they if... just bring more people to Titan?
0: Yes. Then you just bring more people there. But why even go to Titan? I mean, they could go to
2: go anywhere. That's not Earth. I think yeah. Tony's fear there is like he's on Earth
0: now. Rip us. Okay. This. Instead of going to Earth, Strange opens up that like parallel, like uh, I forget the term. The that mirror dimension. Mirror dimension? Dim- d- he opens dimension. up the mirror dimension and the entire battle is in the mirror dimension. And so then, that way it's not affecting Earth.
2: And then Thanos does math and wins. <laughs> Just like Spider-Man.
0: <laughs>
2: this is a that smart guy. Geometry. He's a smart guy. I don't know. That would be an absolute nightmare to watch in CGI. That would be so cool. I don't know. The mirror dimension is one of the best parts about Doctor Strange. That it's whole cool, scene but is just so the good. The scale
0: of how many people would be
2: battling there. Oh, yeah. That'd be a I feel like I would just be like,
0: what is this?
2: It probably cost so much more money than the fight on Titan costs.
0: And no nomination.
1: <laughs> so even if Civil War happens, I feel like Endgame... Still happens pretty similarly. So what I'm learning is that civil war uh, doesn't matter, right? Yeah,
0: that's the epic uh, (laughs) conclusion that the movie is
1: it's all fake.
0: Nothing's real. uh, Your favorite hero's trash. And uh, yeah, none of this matters. So in in the
2: words of and this is not an exact quote of the late Stanley, the person who's stronger is based on who's writing the story. So no matter what movie you remove, they will get to the end. They want to get to just with a slightly different story right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters, but all that matters. Really, all <laughs> that really matters is that we have fun watching and talking about it.
0: Bo, your opinion's trash and you got to hear mine. <laughs> I need to use all caps. Nah, you're right. You're right. I wish everyone would see that, though. At the end of the day, it's all about fun, right? Talk um, to Star so, Wars fans about that. Uh, that's uh, a... <laughs> oh, God. Um, I love Star Wars to death. I have tattoos and everything my room, you know. Um, but Tattoo. sometimes I'm really glad to be a Marvel fan. I'm just going to say it like that.
2: It's definitely a bit of a brighter fandom.
1: Plus, definitely more organized. Plus, I'm here.
2: Exactly. Louis is here. Oh, Louis, you know so much about Star Wars. I don't know what
0: you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god the um, guy. so what would i want to talk about before we kind of end this discussion and just uh give some shout outs here Louis? a while ago you and i kind of had a, a little survey we threw out on like the social media and everything um talk about whose side were you on during civil war and so you had your own little rant about how you're like, no, everyone's lying, right? Um, so I pulled the the story back up so I can look at the statistics, right? So at forty one percent, we had people siding with Captain America. That's insane. 15, with so fifty nine, almost sixty percent were aligned with Iron Man. And so, what was kind of interesting about this is actually we actually had a, a like a good amount of people actually responding to this. I think we had over. 30-35 uh, respondents, so um, it really came down to separating it by five votes, but still in the hindsight, that is surprisingly, I thought a lot of people were going to go to capside um versus Iron Man. So I just wanted to bring that up, but Louis, what was the original point that you had about how you, or what was your reason why you think everyone was lying?
1: Oh, back in the day? Yeah. I feel like more people just choose to not break the law constantly. And if that's the new law, they're not just going to be like, no, I'm not going against the law. And then just break the law. I feel like they're not going to do that. And of course, they'd have to be like superheroes and in the public eye more. Obviously, if I'm not a superhero, if I'm just dumb, fat Louie, like I am right now. The Sokovia Accords doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to go out and and break the Sokovia Accords by being me. But if I'm a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist and I build a suit to go fight crime, yes, I'm going to follow the Sokovia Accords because I'm not here to break the damn law, man. That's why I think people are just like, no, hero stuff. And it's like, no, it's kind of not hero stuff, man. You guys are all choosing to be Batman, Fair and, enough. and or peacemakers, uh, partner in crime, vigilante.
0: Good show, man. So good. Um, you know, that just brings me back to uh, Iron Man Two I recently watched. And do you remember like the the conference he has uh, in DC and everything? When they, yeah, and he brags about like I've single handedly privatized world peace. But then he's also now in the Sokovia Accords, when originally he was exactly doing the exact opposite of what he was trying to do in advocating for a civil war was going against what government officials were telling him of how he needs to actually forfeit over his like his armors and his suit and all his tech, right? Because they thought it was a weapon and out of control. Um, but now here he is like, we need to sign the damn papers, guys.
2: That's all because of the the Avengers and his PTSD and everything that comes out of that. He saw the signs.
1: He may, maybe he might have grown up a little bit. No,
2: he too was blessed with knowledge. In the words of Thanos. Never explained why or
0: what that was really going into detail on. But yeah, he died. Did yeah. he say uh, I too, like I to curse with knowledge? So you're not like the that, only yeah.
1: one cursed with knowledge yeah. is what I think yeah. he says.
0: <laughs> so last thing I'm going to throw out here before I go into the shout outs, because I just thought about this to your point, Louis. <laughs> Another what if scenario. We talked about what if everyone was on the same team, right? And kind of going with it. What if everyone was in agreement that they are not going to sign the Accords? Tony included. Everyone was a hundred percent against the Accords. Are then all the Avengers outlaws? Criminals? Yes. Vigilantes? Yes.
2: They just go to an Island somewhere and that's where the new Avengers compound is.
1: No, that's yeah. They're, because wasn't, wasn't, the, yeah, the Sokovia Accords is like a worldwide thing.
2: Mm. Yeah. Like the it's coronavirus the, of the Accords. It's signed by the UN. So they could just go to Russia.
1: Okay. So it's not a worldwide thing, but it's pretty much a worldwide go to thing. kind of so, sits on the UN there, though. But, but yeah, they're, you know, they're pretty much all outlaws and working outside the law, just like a, a vigilante would, mm.
2: like they have been. Huh? Like they had been up till that point,
1: pretty much. But like, when the cops come, they don't try to arrest Captain America until the Sokovia Accords come, and then yeah. they all try to arrest Captain America and Black Panther and Bucky.
0: On a, You're getting
1: arrested. You're getting arrested on a sick motorcycle thing. Oh. Yeah. So that's the, yeah. If they all decide to not sign, you know, it's kind of like a. You remember a few years ago when everybody was like, let's all go to Area 51. They can't kill us all. And it's like, yeah, they can, though. And then nobody went. But if they did and they tried to storm Area 51, everyone <laughs> would have gotten shot on the head on site. <clears throat> Just like if they all decided to not join the uh, Sokovia Accords, they all would have been outlaws and all that good stuff. And Rhodey would have signed it like the good boy that he is, and he would have had to iron Patriot they asses. Uh,
2: here's a question: was, uh, was Nick Fury off planet at that point?
1: Yes, I mean, I think pretty he, much he, he was off but...
0: after the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. So, are
1: you asking Nick now? Fury or space
2: asking, adventures, man.
1: Are you asking if Nick Fury was off planet? Or are you asking if? The actual Nick Fury is off planet now. Uh, Tha- is Tha- the
2: real Nick Fury off planet Talos. at that Talos. point? Yeah. So, yeah, I think again, it, I, think I don't know. If they all get outlawed, then now you just
0: got.
1: Is it? Is it Winter Soldier where he eats a sandwich that's cut diagonally, Devin?
0: Mm, uh, I think it's. Okay, Ultron? he makes the comment about yeah, the Ultron? crust, right? Or, or like the in Captain egg.
1: Marvel, he says he, he can't eat a sandwich if it's cut diagonally, and yes. then in okay. one of the early movies, Winter Soldier or one of them, he's eating a, a diagonal sandwich. He's a human mm.
2: for part of Winter Soldier when he dies. Yeah, there's he's. Fair. I mean, I don't. We don't know how their internals work. Like yeah. when they morph, do they take the entire?
1: Except for that one that died in Captain Marvel and then Robbie was the doctor.
2: <laughs> yeah, but didn't it become an alien when they opened
1: it? Yeah, I don't remember. No, I think it was already an alien. Here,
0: reverts was... back. You know, it's probably something like the organs just shift a little bit, but maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to remember because Fury was apparently himself at Tony's funeral in Endgame. Uh, that's for sure. But he definitely wasn't there for... Could have just came back to the planet for that. Well, then again. Okay, I think he is on the planet for Infinity War because I don't know if Talos would be the one who, who would have Oh, yeah, have he's the one who gets dusted. Bat. You think Talos is or Nick is? Nick is. You're right. Yeah, because there's no way he would <laughs> give like Talos the, uh, the bat, the pager, pager. Yes, for... I don't think he
2: trusts anyone but himself with the pager for Captain Marvel, which he should have paged her up
0: far before that point, but right. So he definitely was off-planet uh after at least Tony's funeral um when they came back, which makes the most sense. However, could you say that he had already left uh during Age of Ultron? Cuz he gets the the one shield helicaria uh, carrier and still, you know, there's still somehow shield staff, um, <laughs> which, you know, whatever things we did um, that were there to help support everything at the end of the day, which I don't know if that could be a scroll version of him. Yeah, that's the problem with scrolls. They honestly, all those shield people could have been scrolls. That's the problem. They could recon the fury.
1: Retcons. Nicholas J.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be a weird thing, and I think one secret invasion eventually comes out, which might actually be twenty twenty three at this point. Um, I think we might get some of those mysteries answered because that is a that's an interesting thing. It also makes me wonder where Fury would have landed.
2: Ooh, Fury almost exclusively
0: operates outside of the law. Yeah, I don't think he's signing. He'd be like, like, a, or he <laughs> an signs Avengers. and just
2: doesn't follow it whatsoever i think that's what he does scroll
0: version signs yeah it doesn't Real count not. it's not me <laughs> it's like uh when the council makes a decision to nuke manhattan and avengers he's like i recognize the council's made a decision but given that's a stupid ass decision <laughs> or whatever he says like that oh the fury same thing. the best awesome so uh yeah I think that pretty much covers it for Civil War. It is a completely non-important film in the MCU and we don't really need to ever talk about it again. Really, the only important thing is that it's Team Cap all day, baby. The only thing that's the most important in that movie is that Cap is weird and he kissed Peggy's niece. and We just forget to... or We don't forget. We just choose not to uh, bring that up anymore. It's the
1: power broker, dude.
0: Yeah, and she's pissed. She's just <laughs> she's salty. so mad. She made a good point about it in the Winter Soldier or uh fuck Winter Soldier, but anyways, let's uh let's round off this week's episode so we can uh do some shout-outs before we head out and then uh we'll out, be back next
1: episode.
0: Richard doesn't
1: have access to this stuff. We have a
0: couple different trivias uh here that we need to cover from February 1st and february
1: 8th let me get to it it takes me a long time you showed me how to do it better but i don't remember swipe it up
0: and then swipe all the way to the right
1: oh messed up swipe up ha ha you dirty dog
0: that'll save you so much time i really hope they don't limit
1: how many you can put on a highlight all right richard since you're here uh loki first met sylvia what supermarket was it a jojo market b costco c checkout or d rocks cart i'm
2: gonna go with the d rocks cart
1: you and 13 well i think you did it so you and 12 others agree rocks cart was the correct answer
2: that's just because jojo mart That's stardew valley great game
1: Thank you. Someone realizes the reference. That's that's from what? <laughs> Stardew
0: Valley. Valley.
2: I that's the immediate immediately when game. I open that question, Stardew <laughs> Valley came up. I,
0: I got you, man. Love it. I'm glad someone. Re- I like to always try and do some sort of reference I can. So, I love that I tricked two people with Joe Jamart. <laughs> they got me. Um, yeah. So twelve people got this, uh, or thirteen people got this correct. So, um, let me kick it off first here, Louis, Costco. with uh, <laughs> Young Center Six. Uh,
1: Nick underscore Hale,
0: Jonah underscore Jorgensen underscore K
1: a one forty two. Illust will twenty three Puffy underscore Tortilla. How do I always get him every time? GC Meleshevsky. Devin the stone. Datarini, Vote me for God. Kaj Wills. I, I get this one every time <laughs> I, I th- you know what? Jeff Duckman, you can say his name. Jab Frisbee. Jab Frisbee. That's his name. All right. Good job, guys. Congratulations mm-hmm. to all those who participated. We appreciate it. And uh, I'm just getting
2: word in that actually, I, forgetting that right, I won a Winter Soldier Funko Pop. <laughs> so thank you so much <laughs> to the Earth 894 podcast.
1: Oh, goodness. Inf-
0: hey, uh, all right, no Richard. Problem. Tell friend. You Give you, us a review.
1: You think you're so smart? I got this one wrong. Usually, Devin posts the answer. And he didn't this time. Uh, Only for the
0: videos. Only for the video ones, I'm doing it.
1: In Thor, (laughs) The Dark World, what term is used to describe the near alignment of the nine realms? A, the parallax. B, the convergence. C, the retrograde. Or D, the divergence. The
2: convergence.
1: You and 13 other superstars have uh, agreed on B, the convergence, which was the correct answer. I'm an idiot and said the divergence because I'm an idiot.
2: <laughs> that would be when they're completely unaligned.
1: I, yeah, you're smart and I'm not.
0: Checking your uh, your Latin uh, prefixes here.
1: What do I look like, a Latin guy? I'm Italian. Oh. So shout out to Jeff Duckman. <laughs> Bowing for God. The Super Drews. Emily Sweetheart. Luke Too Saucy. The Chris Hoff. Kellum one twelve, Every time. JC Melis <laughs> Jonah Jorgensen. Emmett Wilton, eight. Puffy Tortilla. Jab Frisbee. KA142. Thanks, guys. And uh your boy has been slacking. Your boy being me, I've been slacking. <laughs> um just know that uh Would you rather's are getting more difficult as I move on in my, my time, because I am running out of things, but uh, also the snow makes me sad. So I am I am working on not being so damn sad all the time, but we do have some, I believe because Devin completely revamped the would you rather's and he made it look good. So I'll ask you, Richard, since you're sitting here, uh, would you rather live in Wakanda or live in Asgard? Asgard. Uh, 45% of people agree with you. So you're in the minority of Asgard. Uh, Would you rather become the Hulk when you're angry or become the Winter Soldier when somebody says this magical code to you?
2: Uh, I get angry too much, so probably the Winter Soldier.
1: Uh, once again, 45% of people agree with you. You're in the minority once again. Um, would you rather be a Flag Smasher or be in the tracksuit mafia?
2: The Flag Smashers had a better goal, so I'll go with them. But everyone the hated
1: f- them. The Flag Smashers, 55%. You're in the majority this time. Uh, yeah. Shocking. The Go, go ahead, Devin. I, saying,
0: I think this is the first time we've ever had a, like uh, a set of Would You Rather's for a week where the percentage is exactly the same. It was fifty-five to forty-five on all three. That's
1: how you know you got good questions, Lou.
0: Uh, yeah, man, that's that's good. That's.
1: Oh, did you ask a MCU question? Did we? Did I? Did Did you get more? Um. Oh, yeah. I remember now. You asked uh, which actor from the MCU would you pick to watch a movie with? We got some good answers. We'll read a couple of them. Um, GC Malaszewski, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Disney Plus and Chill. Because, of course. Mandy Loves Photography. Uh, Sebastian Stan. Uh, Jab Fresby said Jeff Goldblum. Puffy Tortilla also said Sebastian Stan and uh dan with the best answer was any movie with war machine with terrence howard and he and probably talk shit the whole time
0: (laughs) this is chaos (laughs) come on man that could have been me
1: man i could have been in that suit man oh man one plus Uh, one is one man
0: (laughs) yep uh was another one we did too equals two um which was kind of interesting, which maybe we can even do an episode about this too. So maybe we'll save this one. But the question itself was, we asked who is the best villain slash antagonist of phase four. And a lot of people uh,
1: were kind of on the side with. uh, Oh, there is green goblin. Oh yeah. Green goblin by a mile. That's that was my answer.
0: He, he's just evil man this is evil but
1: uh, we got green goblin green goblin green goblin we got zoo wenwu from greg okay and one answer was uh Kang
2: king hasn't been introduced to
1: yeah but that's what devin said who's Kang? Like, but, she, but she meant she meant uh I know. he who remains a conqueror he who remains
2: oh, i'm so excited for him though
1: oh absolutely Absolutely. And Devin, you did another one today. Or was that a
0: survey? I did.
1: Or was it yesterday?
0: Uh, I did like which uh, what is your uh, favorite Tom Hiddleston variant? Because it's actually his uh, birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Tom Hiddleston.
0: <laughs> Longtime listener and uh, fan favorite of our uh, podcast. He is a uh,
1: <laughs> gold member tier on our Patreon. Go check it out, guys. Exclusive content. <laughs> Long-time listener, he says. Shout-out to Drizzly. Um, We got OG Loki, TVA Loki, Frost Giant Loki, What If Loki, Cyclist Loki, President Loki, What If Loki, and Brute Loki. Uh, Personally, my favorite of all of them is probably OG Loki. But my answer was Devin Loki. Good answer.
2: Devin Loki, good answer. (laughs)
1: Because I also didn't read the question enough to see Tom Hiddleston variant. <laughs> <laughs> Cause then I was like, but then I also like Sylvie and boastful Loki. So but yeah, those aren't Tom Hiddleston ones, but we got OG Loki, TVA Loki, TVA Loki, and Devin Loki. Richard, which Loki is your favorite Loki?
2: Man. Sylvie is my favorite Loki variant, but the Tom Hiddleston's
0: now I see why I, they uh, I like put the that as Tom Hiddleston yeah. Loki in the post. Hmm? I like the TVA hmm. one, I think, the most.
1: TVA Loki.
2: But give me Sylvie all day.
1: The one that cries when he sees his mom die. Because who wouldn't, right? I mean, yeah, what a wimp. I think. All righty.
0: So that's going to do it for this week's episode. A little bit longer one, but all good stuff. And uh, first and foremost, want to give a big round of applause, but also a big thanks to Richard and joining the episode today and adding into the Civil War discussion. So
1: thank you for being on.
2: It was a fantastic time. It was super fun.
1: We loved Perfect. having you here, buddy. I'm glad. We didn't love it that much. Calm down.
2: Okay. I get the <laughs> <out>? Thank you <laughs> again. Thank you again for the, the fantastic gift of the Funko Pop. I'll cherish it for many years.
0: There you go, guys. What more could you ask for? Free Funko Pop sometimes if you answer trivia or just, I don't know message us we love it Thivory, um, but the best What we do have plenty to go around are uh, plenty of uh, official earth a94 stickers and we're not just talking about some stuff you got from like a little sticker pack that just comes in a book from scholastic Playfair as a kid you know the stuff that gets stuck to surfaces and try and peel it because you're now 10 years older than the like little spongebob holographic sticker you put on your bookshelf no we're talking about actual good die cut vinyl and now even holographic stickers. We are gotten an upgrade. So we got the good stuff. So a lot of these stickers, all you have to do is let us message us or let us know, like it, any post we ever make that says, hey, want stickers? And we'll just, we'll reach out to you. We'll find you. And we will deliver just like Thanos comes out through a portal. We're going to show up, not as cool, not as portal-like. We're just going to show up, two guys in a car and say, <laughs> want some stickers? <laughs> I usually just
1: mail them, but yeah. I he mean, want the sticker?
0: <laughs> that too. So yeah, we got plenty of stickers to go around, so we'd love to share them out. But if you do receive a sticker, we would kindly, kindly ask, just like a little donation, of uh, a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Preferably uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or even just tag us in it. Be awesome. Be great. Tell us where you think Loki would put a sticker if he had one
1: on this horns oh well, yeah thank you for for being here today um, like share subscribe comment follow us on Instagram that's where we do all of our stuff I am going to be better I promise I say that a nah, lot Lou, but you do great man you I'm do gonna great. be better um, reach out to us email us we, we got a discord now we're working on it it's, it's, it's not official just yet but we're working on it. We're going to hang out with our fan on Discord. It's going to be great. Louie's going to learn
0: Discord as it comes down to it, guys. I'm going to install All the computer Peter after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Thank you, Richard.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you again. And we are rambling. So we're going to let you go. Okay? Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Next question.